energy is something that is so very much related to our health. If you are eating junk and you're sitting all day and you maybe have a mindset that like doesn't align with your goals, you probably aren't going to have a ton of energy. On the flip side, if you are, you know, sleeping well, you're honoring your body with great food, you're doing activities that you enjoy, you're passionate about your you know, career, or maybe you have some like passion project you're, you're working on, that naturally boosts energy. So I think that that is a really common struggle that so many people have and a really simple measurement of like, how are your energy levels and how can we assess the different things that might be contributing to why they're not optimal? Welcome to the Confidence Council Podcast. This show is designed for high-achieving women who, despite having a great life, just know that they're destined for more. Whether you aren't sure what that next level is, or you have an idea, but the vision feels out of reach, then this podcast is for you. My name is Monica Burkoff. I'm a trial lawyer, a mom, and a wife. And I'm here because I know from my own experience that feeling stuck or unfulfilled does not have to be your reality. With a positive mindset and the right counsel, you too can create the life of your dreams. My hope and intention for this podcast is that you walk away feeling confident, motivated, and inspired to embrace your authentic self and to take bold action toward your dream life. Are you ready to get started? All rise. Hey everyone, welcome to the Confidence Council podcast. I am your host, Monica Burkhoff. If it is your first time joining us, welcome. Thank you so much for being here. And if you're a regular listener, welcome back. I'm so grateful to have you with me on this journey. I have an amazing episode for you guys today, and I'm really excited to jump in. So today I am joined by Sabrina Carter, licensed physician assistant, physiologist, former personal trainer, healthy lifestyle mentor, and the founder of the My Prevention RX podcast. On this episode, Sabrina is going to take us through her endless energy framework which is a holistic mind, body, and soul approach to boosting energy without needing to drink that third cup of coffee. And look, before you come for me, that is not to say anything bad about coffee. My morning ritual is centered around drinking my coffee slowly and intentionally while the kids are still asleep, and that is very precious to me. What I'm talking about is when you hit that afternoon slump at work, or the kids are about to wake up from their naps, or you told yourself you're about to do that workout, but you can't seem to muster the energy. It's in those moments where you feel like you need to reach for something to get you through the day. That's what I'm talking about. And today we're going to provide you with a natural solution for that. The framework we go over in this episode follows the word endless as an acronym. So you can easily remember these concepts when you're in the thick of the hustle of life. Sabrina practices what she preaches. I'm telling you, you're going to be able to just feel her energy through the speakers as you listen to this episode. So it's no surprise to me that she has centered her life's work around this topic about helping women boost energy and about living their most vibrant life. 
During this episode, you'll learn how you can overcome fatigue, exhaustion, and lack of motivation so that you can get on your way to accomplishing not just your weight loss goals for the summer, which is a great perk, but just all of those things that you've been putting off, those passion projects, those things that have been in the back of your mind that we've talked about in past episode, all those things that you've been putting off due to a lack of energy. So I'm super excited about this one. This episode is so jam-packed. It has amazing takeaways that you'll be able to start incorporating today to get you out of that funky, fatigued feeling and into straight energizer bunny mode. So without further ado, let's jump right in. Here's Sabrina Carter. I'm Sabrina Carter. I am professionally trained as a physician assistant and exercise physiologist. I'm also working as a mentor for high achieving women, really helping them understand how to elevate their energy and mindset and lifestyle for, you know, vibrant health and endless energy. So I have been, gosh, in the health and wellness space for many, many years. I mean, I would say most of my life, I've been really obsessed with with health and fitness and nutrition. I was a personal trainer back in the day and then went to PA school, all with the intention to really encourage women and just, you know, clients, patients in general to prevent disease through lifestyle modification. So like, how can we eat better? How can we exercise better? How can we sleep better, have optimal energy and prevent these diseases that I've seen in, you know, the medical world for the last 13 years. And so I started out doing very specific fitness and nutrition coaching. I did a fitness competition back in 2013, which was, it had its pros and cons. It was certainly uh, a cool experience, but on the back end, it, it led to some hormonal imbalances. But that experience really reignited my passion for fitness and nutrition and, and helped me to see firsthand like how incredibly impactful nutrition and exercise and mindset are on our body. And so after I did that, I had a lot of you know people reaching out to me to to coach them uh, specifically on diet and exercise. So that's what I did for a couple years. And then, you know, some life things happened. So I kind of put that on the back burner for a little bit. And now over the last about year and a half, I've really been focusing on building my podcast again, called my prevention RX, and then just helping high achieving, you know, career driven entrepreneurial women really understand how important it is for us to prioritize our health before we have a diagnosis. And so now I'm really working on coaching women through having endless energy, vibrant health, and permanent weight loss. And really this is all through lifestyle and mindset shifts. So elevating your mindset and helping to really maximize your lifestyle to support those things. What do you what would you say is like the biggest thing that that people are reaching out to you about? Yeah, so weight loss is certainly a hot topic. I think always has been and likely always will be. And there are so many avenues that we can go down with weight loss. I have my own kind of preferences. Again, I I try to steer away from being a, a weight loss coach in particular because I honestly don't love writing diet plans and exercise plans anymore. I also think that if we really look at the underlying desires that we have specifically as women, most of us want to lose weight for deeper reasons than just the scale. I mean, yes, we live in a society that, you know, obviously congratulates people when we're super thin or we lose 20 pounds or whatever it is. But um, I have found that when we as women focus more on the whole picture of 
confidence and just general like healthy lifestyle, learning how to love your body, learning how to enjoy exercise, um, learning how to prioritize your sleep, you know, improve stress levels. Like when we look at the whole picture, it makes the weight loss piece really more enjoyable and more simple instead of being so focused on like, okay, what's the diet plan? Like, what do I need to eat to, you know, get to my goal weight? I think there's a lot of obstacles that come up with mindset and just with life in general. And I really am more passionate about helping women find something that's sustainable. So how can you figure out a lifestyle that you really enjoy that you can maintain long-term instead of just saying, okay, you should do intermittent fasting so you can lose 30 pounds. But then it's like, well, then what happens after that? And so that's really what I love to focus on more now. When clients come to me, yes, sometimes weight loss is their initial, you know, concern or question, but really my number one step with all of them is to do an assessment. So let's really assess like where you're at right now and what are the real struggles. And oftentimes energy and time are the obstacles to them accomplishing their weight loss goal. And so then when we really, really get underneath that, there's a lot of mindset things. There's a lot of energy leaks or aspects of their life that, you know, aren't supporting them to help them achieve their goal. And if I just gave them a diet and exercise plan, I would be doing them a disservice and they likely either wouldn't be successful or they wouldn't be able to maintain it. So really, you know, what I'm seeing now is women that are interested in how can I just improve my health? How can I prevent disease? How can I feel my best? And then the weight comes kind of as a secondary. And so it sounds like for everybody, the goal should be increasing energy, right? Yeah. So when I think about the outcomes of helping people improve their health, or if people say like, I want to be healthier, when you think about like a tangible thing that people can recognize, yes, weight is one of them, but energy is even like I would say a, a factor that comes before the weight loss, because usually people start to feel better before they see the physical changes. And so energy is something that is so very much related to our health. If you are eating junk and you're sitting all day and you maybe have a mindset that like doesn't align with your goals, you probably aren't going to have a ton of energy on the flip side If you are, you know, sleeping well, you're honoring your body with great food, you're doing activities that you enjoy, you're passionate about your career, or maybe you have some like passion project you're, you're working on, that naturally boosts energy. And so, and then once you have, like you said, the energy that's required, then you don't feel like, oh my gosh, this is so taxing on me to go to the gym for 30 minutes, or I don't know how I can find the energy on a Sunday afternoon to cook food when I'm so tired, I want to take a nap. So I think that that is a really common struggle that so many people have and a really simple measurement of like, how are your energy levels and how can we assess the different things that might be contributing to why they're not optimal? So you've come up with this concept called endless energy that you've been using with your clients. I'd love to hear more about that. Yeah. So as I was mentioning before, my focus in previous years was, you know, more specific around the weight loss and the nutrition and fitness regimens or fitness programs. And over the the past, I would say maybe like 18 months when I really started listening to clients more and just thinking for myself, like, why do I care to be healthy? 
And it is really the energy factor that I love. Like I love waking up feeling energized and refreshed. I love having energy throughout the day to be able to, you know, produce content and see patients and just do the things that I really enjoy. Um, and so I've kind of considered over the years, like what, what different tools or strategies have I utilized to, to feel my best? Like when I'm feeling at my absolute like optimal level, what are things that I'm implementing to create that? And what are things that clients can do that are inexpensive or free, accessible, very easily, like easily accessible and different than what you might hear, just like, you know, drink more caffeine or take a nap. Exercise is one of them. Um, but sleep, I didn't even include sleep because I feel like sleep is, is a non-negotiable. Nothing, you can't ever replace sleep with anything else. Like sleep is absolutely critical. But I really considered those things and put them together in what I called the endless energy framework. And I love being able to share these different strategies with clients. And, you know, I ran a free challenge a couple weeks ago and some of the feedback that I got was like how quickly the women felt rejuvenated or energized from implementing like one of these strategies. It's probably like a short lived you know, if you're just getting used to implementing these, maybe the energy boost lasts for 20 minutes, maybe it's an hour, but as you keep doing them and like they build on each other, then you'll notice that the energy is more sustained. So, okay. So please share, tell us, tell us the, tell us the framework. What is it? Okay. So the framework goes through endless as an acronym. So if you look at each letter of, you know, the word endless, um, that's how the framework is. And so, and, and they really kind of build on each other. So the E is embody. So that's really step number one is truly learning how to embody the most energized version of yourself. And so when I teach this in a, in a course, it's about, you know, like, what are you wearing? What are you saying? what's your posture like? Like, how do you stand? How do you walk? How do you talk? What do you eat? What do you drink? Like just to take a few minutes to really envision Monica. Okay. How do I show up as my most energized self and really be really clear about that? Because if we don't have a clear vision, we won't be able to execute the outcome. So that's step number one is really recognizing some of those patterns that you might not be doing right now. Where do, where does somebody start with envisioning who they want to embody. So I think if they can start by even thinking about someone else, like when you think of someone that has tons of energy, maybe besides your three-year-old, you know, think, <laughs> yeah. of, think about an adult who maybe you, you aspire to like be like, or someone that you admire and they probably have some type of energy that they exude that you really appreciate. So my example is Tony Robbins, right? I mean, the guy's like 65 and just still going strong. I mean, he's on a stage for, you know, 14 hours and just brings so much incredible energy um, to an audience of 15,000 people. That's someone that I, you know, think about, but if, if the audience could just think of someone that they're like, oh yes, she has really great energy. She seems to like not necessarily always be happy. I'm not saying that because I think that it's important that we recognize like emotional factors and that's one of the, the letters. Um, but that if you can just consider like maybe some of the characteristics that they have and then just envision for yourself, like 
how would you dress if you were energized all the time? How would you like, maybe how would you wear your hair or what would you be drinking? Like, would you be drinking a soda or would you be drinking a third cup of coffee or like, would you be drinking water or maybe a green tea? And like looking at the comparison to some things that you're doing now. So for example, if the listener is like working from home, right? Like a lot of us are maybe still doing even hybrid, um, especially if you don't have to be on camera, it's really easy to like walk around in your pajamas all day if no one's watching you, um, which, you know, there's days that I think that we should do that, but you have to recognize that like how you show up is impacting your energy. So like if you're not putting makeup on because no one's seeing you and you're just like walking in your pajamas all day, it's going to have an impact subconsciously on how you show up. It is so true. Like when I first started working from home, I would not get out of my sweatpants. I would wear zero makeup. I would schlep around the house and my, I felt like it was just like, I was just like constantly in like this funk, like no one's looking at me. I'm, and then I would like kind of glance up at myself, washing my hands in the mirror, be like, Ugh, you know, and then that's not a good feeling either, you know? So like, but then you start, I started putting a little bit of makeup on. I would put my hair back or whatever. And huge shift, even if it's just in your mind. Right. And then the way you carry yourself and the rest of the mood, the way, the way the day goes, the way the conversations go with other people. I totally agree with this. I never even thought about it like that, but that's brilliant. So that's the E. What's the N? The N is nourishment. And this one is, is, is loaded with content, but the nourishment you have to look at mental, physical, and spiritual. Um, they are like completely intertwined. There's no way to separate them. Um, you know, what we think impacts our actions and our actions create our habits and our, you know, spiritual beliefs are intertwined there. And so mindset is a really big factor. Again, I could teach a whole hour topic of that. And then the physical aspects are going to include things like exercise, nutrition, um, sleep, hydration. So those are the physical factors, which are really important. And then the spiritual factor is that you have a spiritual practice. I personally am a Christian and that's like how I believe and how I how I practice my spiritual beliefs, I guess I would say. Um, but whatever that looks like for you, I find that people in general who do have a strong faith tend to have naturally more energy. They feel about more passionate about life, more passionate about their existence and, you know, other people and things like that. So I really think that all three of those areas have to be considered and again, assessed when you're looking at where are the areas of my life that might be impacting my energy? Is it your mindset? Um, are you like feeling defeated all the time? Do you wake up with self-doubt? Do you lack self-confidence? Are you not, you know, living in a, maybe a role or position that you desire? Do you work a job that you hate? Like, you know, all these mindset things. And then the physical aspects, again, like you have to be sleeping. You have to look at your nutrition consumption. You should look at how much water you're drinking per day. Dehydration is one of the most common, simple causes of fatigue. Um, that's so easily fixable. So that's another one. And then again, the spiritual practice, if, if you don't have one, um, I just think it's important that we all feel connected to God. What is your, with the water, just going back to that, so I don't forget, how much is recommended? Is it by body weight or is it the same recommendation for everybody? Yeah. So I recommend half of your body weight in ounces per day if 
you are close to your ideal body weight. So I would say probably if you're within about maybe 20 or 30 pounds of ideal body weight for your height, then you should just go with your weight. If you're, if you're heavier than that, it makes it kind of hard if you're being required to drink like 150 or, you know, whatever ounces of day of water per day. So I would say either use your ideal body weight as the number or use your actual weight. So, you know, for, for myself, I'm about 110 pounds. And so, you know, 60 ish ounces of water per day, 55 would be half of my body weight in ounces. But also it's important to note if you're not a water drinker, um, don't try to go out tomorrow and drink half your body weight in ounces because you will feel bloated and you will be peeing up a storm and you will hate my advice. So <laughs> take it slow and um, try to build up. So just try to start being mindful of, you know, like I see you, Monica, with your, you know, your water bottle that has a, an ounce measurement. I currently have a glass, but usually I have a bottle that has, you know, 32 ounces of water is how much is in there. And then I can track, like, do did I drink, you know, one or two of those per day? So that's an easy way to start. Just like get a water bottle that you like and start carrying it around with you. Um, and then look at the other things that you're consuming. So how much caffeine are you having? Because contrary to what we all think, more caffeine is not better. It actually taxes our adrenal glands and can make us more fatigued. It can also obviously impact quality of sleep. Um, and then, you know, are you drinking soda? Are you drinking even decaf coffee with, you know, sugar and creamer? Um, like, what are you drinking? Or are you just not drinking throughout the day? Are you just someone who doesn't really think about it unless you're having a meal? Then you're definitely dehydrated. And simply increasing your water intake will help with your energy. So I put on chapstick probably a million times a day. Is that associated with dehydration? Or is that just like a weird thing that I have with chapstick? It can be. It definitely can be. I think that there is also uh, like natural lubrication that happens of our lips. And when we um, hydrate them too much with like artificial products, our body kind of stops producing that. So that's another kind of like addiction factor. Um, but yeah, if your lips are sunburned or if you are, that's one of the first things you'll read if you have dry lips and you like research it is drink more water. Um, so yeah, that can certainly be a sign. Interesting. So that's the N. That was a big one. Um, what's the D stand for? So the D is deep breath. And this is probably one of my favorite that so many people don't consider. There is so much power and um, just like incredible transformation that can happen when we learn how to use our breath for our benefit. Um, so I usually, you know, try to help clients to recognize how different you breathe when you feel calm and peaceful compared to when you feel anxious or stressed, we actually breathe more shallow and usually a little bit quicker. Like we're not actually getting deep breaths in. So if you've ever done literally a yoga class and you leave there feeling like, ah, oh, that like feels so good. Half of it is because of the breathing. Like the fact that you're just aware of your breath and you're breathing deeper. And usually through the class, they're guiding you back to your breath. And like, that's what you're focused on. Um, that's some of the euphoria that you experience from a class like that is just from the connection of your breath. So there's a ton of things um, that you can learn. There's ex exercises called breath work. There is boxed breathing that can help decrease anxiety and stress. Um, there are, you know, so many different like meditation apps that you can listen to and literally just sitting and like breathing deeply. There's Wim Hof who also has a ton of, you know, breathing exercises that you can do with like cold showers and things. Um, 
But yeah, there is scientific evidence to prove that if we learn how to control our breathing, it helps you know our heart rate to be more consistent, less heart rate variability. Um, it calms our GI tract, helps with digestion. It obviously calms our nervous system and can help with anxiety and stress. It can help us to sleep better. Um, so yes, learning how to use your breath for your benefit and again for energy like half the time we're not breathing correctly and that's why we're feeling tired like our body's like please give me some oxygen um do you have like a practice that you can recommend the listeners can start doing today uh in terms of to to be more conscious of and taking a deep breath yeah i mean i love if you're if you're like what the heck is deep yeah show me teach me right now um boxed breathing is probably the simplest thing that you can start with um, and so you literally breathe and we can, we can just do it really quick. So you mm-hmm. can what it's like. Um, so what you're going to do is you're going to inhale. We'll start with four seconds. So you'll inhale for four seconds. You'll hold your breath for four seconds. You'll exhale for four and then you'll hold it for four. So you're just like building a box with your breath. So let's just try that. Ready? Okay, so you're yep. inhale two, three, four, hold it two, three, four, exhale slowly, two, three, four, and hold, two, three, four. One more time, inhale, hold, exhale for four, and hold. So literally that's like you, you might be able to feel a difference already. I, I struggled to suck in for four. I must be shallow breathing my way through this life. Yeah. <laughs> Is that normal? <laughs> Anybody else? <laughs> well, if you've ever done Wim Hof, it's really cool to see how, I mean, your lungs are just like a muscle um, that can learn to expand and you, your body can learn how to um, like hold your breath for longer. So that's one of the things that he teaches, actually. He, you know, you do breath holds for like a minute and a half with his course. Um, but just doing that and you can do it, you can build up to like eight seconds and 10 seconds. And part of it is just learning how to breathe slower because everyone's like deep breath in. <gasps> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So some of it is just learning how to like take a deep breath in slowly and hold it and exhale slowly like you're breathing through a straw. So there's so many different avenues. I also learned this as like a creative outlet I started doing about two years ago. I started taking singing lessons and I never knew the correlation, but so much of knowing how to sing is knowing how to control and utilize your breath. And I leave singing lessons like so energized. Oh my goodness. And it's really because you're, you're breathing deep and like, obviously like, you know, creating sound is super cool, but that's another thing that I've learned, you know, things that we do where we're deep breathing, sex, exercise, um, all these things that at the end we're like, Oh, that feels really good. So yes. So a lot of it is related to like the fact that our breathing patterns are different. So would you recommend we do this a couple of times a day, multiple times a day? How, how often, when, where can we start? Again, for someone who's kind of like basic beginner, um, I love doing this before meals. I think it's really valuable because so many of us are in such a hurry that we're just like, okay, sit down, like scrump down my food and get back to work. Or, you know, we're just like not paying attention. Yeah. I eat standing every day, which is not good. No. <laughs> uh, right. So that leads to overeating. It leads to like poor digestion. Our body. Snacking, yeah. 
have to be in a calm state. You know, it's the fight or flight thing. Like our bodies have to be in calm rest and digest phase to digest food properly. And so if you're someone who's struggling, maybe with your eating patterns, like this would be a great tool to utilize before you eat. And then you can give yourself a second to say like, am I really hungry? Like how hungry am I? Is this the food that I want to eat? Like you can just get in tune with your body. And how then- many boxes should we do? Stay present while you're eating. Um, I would say three to five. Okay. And if you're if you're a beginner, start with four seconds. You know, so you're looking at maybe a minute. Um, and then just like, oh, like see how you feel. And your body should be more relaxed. I mean, you can use this if you have, you know, an art an argument with your spouse, if you have a stressful you know, experience at work to calm you down before you speak with a client or, you know, an employee. So uh yeah, I would I would start there. It's also great to do in the morning, first thing, like if you have a great morning routine to, again, just like, you know, get really present before bed. That's another really valuable time to help to calm your mind. So those are some some times that I think would be really valuable where you'll see a difference in implementing the strategy. Oh, I love it. I cannot wait to do it before I eat. I think it's going to be a game changer. (laughs) (laughs) I'm excited. Okay, so E-N-D, we're at L. What's L? So L is the leaks. So energy leaks is what this letter is. So if you think about like the analogy of a bathtub, you're trying to fill up the bathtub for your kids and you're putting the water in and you didn't plug the drain, like the water is going to keep draining out, right? You're not going to be able to fill up the tub. And so the same thing here, even you can be implementing all the best strategies like great nutrition, good exercise, sleep, but you're like, what the heck is going on now? Side note, medical professional in me, there are medical conditions that can cause fatigue, a lot of them. So if you truly are suffering with unusual fatigue, it's probably a good idea to have like a medical professional run some labs and, you know, listen to what your concerns are to to assess it. It's not all just, you know, eat more fruits and vegetables and sleep more. So that is something important to note. However, If you are healthy and there is no medical issues going on, energy leaks are a huge factor that so many people don't consider. And back to kind of the mindset factor we talked about with nourishment, um, that's a, that's a big one. So sometimes if we are suffering from depression, um, anxiety, if we're experiencing grief, if we, uh, have, you know, untapped emotions or we haven't done, uh, our, our own emotional work, that can be a huge one. Obviously people can, can contribute to energy leaks which might be hard if you live with them or you work with them, learning how to work through those. I mean, things like unforgiveness, things like um, endless laundry. So, you know, both extremes, like something silly like laundry and something really serious like harboring unforgiveness can all contribute to leaks of our energy. And so there's, again, so many different ways that you can address this. I will say personal experience I've dealt with a lot of grief over the last few years. And one of the things that I noticed personally is through the heaviest um, seasons of grief, I experienced a ton of fatigue. Now, grief is very emotionally taxing. So it's like I wasn't doing a lot of physical activity, but it is like emotionally draining. But I often labeled my emotion. I would often just say I'm tired when really what I was feeling was I was feeling sad. I was feeling grief. I was feeling, maybe I was even feeling angry. I was feeling mad, but it often came up for me as just like, I'm tired and I would just want to go to sleep. 
so as I continued to kind of work through this and really I was so committed to like not living the rest of my life in that space, I really wanted to learn how can I process through these emotions. I learned to not label everything as I'm just tired. I learned how to actually start recognizing like, what am I actually feeling so I can address that? Because if I just keep saying I'm tired and I just go to sleep, sleep is somewhat helpful, but it's not fixing my grief. I actually need to address that problem. So that might be helpful for someone who's listening um, that you might just actually need to look at the, the painful situations that you've maybe suppressed that will wear your body out until you recognize them and and address them something that is coming to mind is maybe to some sort of a journaling practice or something that help you kind of flush that out right or is there something specific that you would recommend no i love journaling journaling was a really big thing for me at the beginning i have even in my marriage still i sometimes have a hard time literally speaking the words. And sometimes it's because I don't actually know how to communicate what I'm feeling, or maybe I feel like I don't want to be vulnerable, or I feel like he's not going to understand. So sometimes literally just journaling my thoughts can help me sort them out and kind of detangle them. And then I can say like, oh, okay, this is what this is. And then I can communicate it better. So I love journaling. If you're like, eh, I'm not really into journaling. Um, Some other things literally would be therapy. Therapy is really valuable. Um, You might just enjoy listening to music. Um, And then, yeah, just finding someone that you trust that you can communicate and process your emotions with that you don't feel like you're going to be judged if you say the wrong thing or if you're not sure what you feel. Someone that knows how to like ask the right questions and that you feel like it's a safe space can be so valuable with with processing those things. This is such a holistic approach. And I, I'm just like loving it so far because it's not just like you said, are you eating carrots and your greens and, you know, and it's so much more than that. It's your mindset. It's unforgiveness. Like, I love that. I feel like that's going to help a lot of people. Um, okay. Next letter. I think we're on E exercise. Yeah. Is exercise absolutely, and when it comes to exercise, sometimes people quickly are like shut it down because they think you have to, you know, go to a gym or lift weights or work out for an hour and a half a day. And really, my philosophy on exercise is finding something that you enjoy. So, movement of your body is energizing from a cellular level. When you move, you build more ATP, which is literally the energy fuel for mitochondria, like the basic, you know, cell. Um, energy storehouse. And so it doesn't have to be a spin class. You don't have to run a marathon. It just needs to be movement of your body. Preferably you're getting your heart rate up, you know, so like something that is actually getting your blood, you know, pumping. Um, But really, if you're not someone who's currently exercising regularly, start with something that you love. Do you love dancing? Do you love playing outside with your kids? Do you love, you know, taking a hike, maybe up a hill with your dog? Do you love, you know, stretching? Like, what do you really enjoy? And just start doing that. And then, you know, see how you can maybe make it a little bit more intense as time goes on. If you love exercise, amazing, and start tracking your, your, you know, your progress. So if you don't have a heart rate monitor, you know, you can get one so that you can actually see like, is your heart rate in the right zone? Are you actually getting the health benefits from, you know, the amount of exercise that you're doing, preferably 150 minutes per week of moderate exercise, or 75 minutes of high intensity exercise. Um, but moderate intensity is, you know, pretty standard for most people. And, 
significantly helps with energy. My preference is always to work out first thing in the morning. Some people like to do it at night. Um, but yeah, I would say start with finding things that you enjoy. And then if you do love exercise, then make sure that you're doing things that are challenging you and having good variety. I mean, I have a small gym here. So I have a spin bike, I have a Pilates machine, and then I just have like floor mat with weights. And I have a bunch of different people that I, you know, uh, follow on YouTube or different videos that I enjoy, you know, just for variety. And so exercise is a big piece there in um, building, you know, endless energy or having endless energy. For those women that are afraid to lift weights, having done the bodybuilding competition, please enlighten us and tell us you will not be bulky like a man, correct? <laughs> will not be bulky like a man. It is very hard to get to that point. So hard. Yes. So hard. Now there are people that have different body types, right? So some women do naturally build muscle easier. Some women have a harder time. So again, it's, it's a little bit hard to make a general statement, but I will say that it is very hard to build really big muscle. You have to lift a lot of weights and you actually do have to eat a fair amount of calories. So you do want to be careful if you are exercising regularly, that it's not a pass for you to eat whatever you want, um, because that can backfire that, that can sometimes build like more of a bulky muscle instead of a defined muscle, but no, please don't be scared of weights, especially as we get older. Um, and that's even in our thirties. Um, we start to lose a little bit of muscle mass more in our forties and moving on. But if you can build muscle now and then maintain it as time goes on, it really helps with body composition. It obviously helps, you know, just with like the overall physique. And so muscle is incredibly important for us to have. It also helps to boost metabolism. So the more muscle you have, the faster your metabolism will be, which we all want. So yes, I think weight training is absolutely very important. You could also do a ton with your body weight. Maybe not as much as you can do with regular weights, but again, if you're a beginner, don't feel like you have to go to the gym to build muscle. You can actually do a ton of stuff at home just with your own body weight. Love that. All right, that's exercise, that's our E. And then we're on our S, what's the first S? Yeah, so the first S is sunlight. And this is just the importance and the value of getting sunshine, preferably first thing in the morning. So I have a small garden at my house, Part of that was just to like get me outdoors more. Um, and I've loved being able to get outside first thing in the morning and water the garden. Not only is it important that it has water, but it's important for me. So it actually helps to boost our cortisol levels, which we want high in the morning and low at night, not too high, but high in the morning, low at night. And then there are some studies to show that if you get sunlight, so like outdoor sunlight, first thing in the morning, it actually helps to boost your melatonin production at bedtime. So we all know melatonin is the supplement that, you know, people take to help sleep, but your body will naturally produce it. It's a, it's a byproduct of serotonin, or maybe it's a precursor, but it's, it's correlated to serotonin, which is a feel good hormone. And it is increased and produced like more naturally and stronger when your body has been exposed to sunlight in the morning. And so there's a, a ton of benefits, um, but it's really great for energy. So if you literally just like, if you're a coffee drinker, like take your coffee outside on the patio, you know, go for a five or 10 minute walk. It doesn't have to be for that long, but it's just literally so many of us hardly ever are outdoors in the sun. And so just getting out there first thing in the morning is really beneficial with boosting energy and so simple that most of us can do. Now, God bless those of you that live in the Northeast that like yep. don't have <laughs> for mm -hmm. a few months out of the year. Um, 
But even so, like just when the sun comes up, even if it's not blasting, just getting outdoors and like having some fresh air and just getting the rays of the of the sun are so valuable. Fabulous. All right. We're on our last letter. Yeah. So the last letter is smile, um, also known as just having fun. And so we all know that when we're in an environment where we really feel like joyful, you know, whether it's like playing with your kids or you're in a dance class and no one's watching and you're just like having a great time that that naturally is an energy booster for us. And so I think so many of us, especially as we become adults, we just get like kind of serious about life and about, you know, day to day activities. And we're kind of in this routine, sometimes this like monotony of 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 day to day living. And we forget how powerful smiling or laughing can be. Um, and so again, there's scientific evidence to show that, you know, smiling tr- trains your brain to reduce, uh, to uh, produce like endorphins, feel good neurotransmitters and hormones that actually make you feel happy and then make you smile more. And, you know, there's things like laughter yoga and I know no I have- No way. What's laughter yeah. yoga? I've never heard that. Yeah, you should watch the YouTube videos. They're hilarious. <laughs> it's like, teaching you how to train your your ability to literally just laugh because someone says laugh like not because you saw something funny and then once you start laughing you're kind of laughing at yourself and then you yes. laugh yeah so laughter yoga is a thing and so we know this but how often do we do it and so another thing that i teach actually is that i learned at a tony robbins conference is like what happens when you shake your hips like shaking your booty back and forth, something so simple as that, you can't do that with a straight face. And so not only is that like creating some movement, but it it easily will make you smile um, and can kind of, you know, shake off if something bad is happening or you're kind of feeling like you're in a funk. Um, but yeah, just like scheduling more enjoyment in your life. And whether that's, you know, a, a, a staycation with your spouse or a girl's night out or a manicure, or maybe it's playing with your kids more, like finding a game that you guys enjoy together, whatever it is, just scheduling more fun because life can be really hard and really serious and really draining if we're not intentionally focused on like, wait a minute, let me, let me make a little bit of more fun in my life. Let me intentionally prioritize this so that life doesn't just become this mundane, like very serious and semi, semi stressful, uh, you know, experience. So, yeah, I love that because, you know, at the end of the day, like life is a gift and we are so blessed. Right. And we should be happy. And I know that you, it's hard to be happy all the time, but like you said, you can even artificially induce it by watching some funny like cat videos or whatever the heck they've got all the things on YouTube now. So you can watch it all or go to laugh yoga. I've never heard of that, but I feel like that's hilarious. All right. So endless energy. I'm excited to implement some of these, particularly the deep breaths. I'm going to take some deep breaths before bed tonight for sure. Sabrina, this has been incredible. Thank you. Can you please share with us and the listeners how can we connect with you? Yeah, thank you. So the best ways to connect with me right now, probably through Instagram. I'm on Facebook as well, but on Instagram, you can find me at Mrs. Sabrina Carter. And then you can find my podcast at My Prevention RX. And I, I cross promote a little bit, but really my 
my personal page has a lot of my coaching and my content and things are found there. So that's at, at Mrs. Sabrina Carter. And then I have a link in my bio that, you know, connects a lot of different free offers. And if I have any paid offers, my, my mentorship, you know, scheduling a free call, like any of those things can be found on that link. And then I also have a free Facebook page called energy and health hacks for ambitious women. Um, and then you can find like my personal account is Sabrina Carter. So if you're interested in joining my Facebook page, I usually do a couple times a month, a, you know, free training in there. And then, you know, clients just have access to learning firsthand, like what I'm offering or questions or things like that. And then my podcast. So my podcast is my prevention RX. I have a new episode that comes out about every two weeks. Um, we're on episode 102, which is so exciting. That's yeah, so incredible. Congratulations. Really awesome. Thank you. And yeah, if you have any questions, if you want to chat specifically about, you know, your concerns or you're interested in, you know, any type of mentorship for improving your health and having awesome energy and, you know, just thriving in all areas, then you certainly reach out to me and I'll be happy to chat. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Confidence Council podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please make sure you click the follow button so that you're notified every time a new episode drops. If you want more content between episodes, check out the show's Instagram account and website, which will be linked in the show notes for you below. If you're walking away from today's episode feeling more confident or empowered in some way, please share it with a friend or share it on social media so that others can benefit from it too. Thank you again, and I'll see you back here next week. Bye for now.